and to be able to not be shaken no matter what, even in the face of death. That's a powerful pace. That's a powerful place to be. Mm -hmm. It shines, it stands out. You know what it screams? God is King, Jesus is Lord. Life can get really busy, but we're reminded that when we live the kingdom pace, we not only have time to grow more ourselves, but to also grow closer to our creator. Kingdom Pace is a podcast about the ways we can make sure we're staying alongside Jesus and staying right where we are supposed to be in life. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Kingdom Pace podcast. My name is Jessica Pape and with me is Mark Moyer and James Mayhew. How's it going? Good. How are you today? Good morning, Jessica. I am great. I am wonderful. Um, I'm excited because we are back today um, within the Kingdom Pace talking about priority. So this is kind of our second go around talking about this and just digging into it a little bit further. But um, Mark, you actually mentioned something right before we started and talking about the Kingdom Pace and and what that means. And I think... um, it's just a really good reminder. So do you want to expand on that a little bit and share what you were saying? Yeah, sure. So I, I believe when we, when, when we make the term kingdom pace, I believe when we live by Christ's pace, that we do it in his, we, we live by his pace mm-hmm. with his peace and in his presence. And I, I just, I can't get that out of my mind is that every place has a pace and mm-hmm. the kingdom of God has a pace and it's not shaken or rattled by what's going on here, right? His will's being accomplished mm-hmm. and it's, are we keyed in and living, right? Are we living by his pace with his peace and in his presence? I think it's so important. So previously we have said or spoken the words, you know, walking in his pace. So explain the difference there. Yeah. Because it's a lifestyle. It's not, I I think, um, when we think about walking, we think about like, I don't know, like the, how we're living our life, right? Like the pace in which we live our life, is it hurried or, and although important, right? Right. Right. That is important. I think it's different when you live by his pace, because mm-hmm. that just means that your life adjusts to what he calls you to. Your urgency might change. Your intensity might change. Your passion might change, right, toward whatever he calls you to. And I just subtle but yet foundational. Well, I remember it was you and, and I that were having a, a conversation a, a long time ago. And it was about the reminder that we don't have to run to keep up with Jesus because sometimes he's not running. Mm-hmm. We're trying to run and he's saying, um, you're not ready to run yet. So my pace with you right now is a walk, a slow walk, or maybe we just need to pause here <laughs> for a little mm-hmm. bit first. And, and I think that it's easy in the mindset to get into that, that we have to be running, um, because you know, Jesus is fast. He can, he's the fastest sprinter in the world, right? So we got to run fast to keep up with him. And that's not it. That's not it. And I, I'm grateful that you pointed that out. Because that that can get into a dangerous spot right there where we get into a hurriedness without even really realizing it. And we think it's a Jesus thing and it's not. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes me think because that, that is one thing I, I think about a lot with this with this podcast. And, you know, the whole idea of kingdom pace is really what does it look like in real life? Um, 
and I'll be really honest, I am, I tend to be a hurried person. And I feel like about two times a week, I have to have someone that kind of throws a lasso around me and pulls me back down. And it's like, all right, like come back in and, you know, forget about, forget about your list and your agendas, because that's, that's just naturally what I seem, seem to fall into. And I just had a conversation this weekend, um, talking to one of my friends about that and talking about how, you know, we always talk about striving to find stillness. And I said, what I've found as I've, you know, really focused in on kingdom pace and living my life that way is that it's still not always still, you know, it's not like I'm, I'm sitting there for hours, not doing anything, but I feel like my mind is, is more focused on him and it's, it's driven by him. It's guided that way. And so I said, I I don't feel like it's so much stillness as much as it is freedom. And, um, for her, when she said that, she's like, Oh, that's, that's really good. And I, you know, it's just one of those things that I think, you know, we, we try so hard. And I think that even the reason that we get so busy is we're trying to, to make our own freedom. You know, we're trying to find like our, our own way to reach success or to reach, you know, our goals or whatever it might be, but it's really letting go of what we are trying to achieve and leaning into him even more. So I really like that, like that living in it because that's, that's real life. That's where we want to be. Yeah, you know, like, um, guys, imagine, like, right now, the kingdom, what's happening. Like, what is God up to? This moment in eternity, what's he doing? How is he acting? Is he hurried? Is he worried? Is he shaken by the pandemic? Is he shaken by... American politics is he shaken by or shaken by um, all the catastrophes in the world? Is God shaken? He's not shaken. His pace remains steady and sure and strong and faithful and just. We could spend the rest of the podcast and we'd run out of time. All his attributes, mm. <laughs> right? True. Very true. But his the pace of who he is doesn't change. He's not moved. He's not shaken. And he tells us. Jesus tells us in John 14, I give you peace, a peace that the world cannot receive, a peace only can give, right? He also tells us that he gives us the Holy Spirit, which leads to truth, and the world's not looking for truth. Can't find it. You know why? Because it doesn't search for it. Because the world's wrapped in lies, right, and deception, to kill, still, and destroy. We know who the ruler of the world is, right? But that's, our home's in eternity. And if our mind is set on the things above, not on the things of this earth, and we are seeking first his kingdom, the more we seek first the kingdom, the more we understand God's pace. And that pace really is what gives us his peace. His peace reminds us his presence is always here. He's omnipresent. God is here right now. Mm-hmm. And to be able to not be shaken no matter what, even in the face of death, that's a powerful pace. That's a powerful place to be. Mm-hmm. It shines. It stands out. And you know what it screams? God is king. Jesus is Lord. Like, just think about what's happening right now in eternity. How often we think about that? Mm-hmm. 
You know, I love the reference that you made to seeking his kingdom first. You know, and with, with priority, that's exactly what it is. And I feel like um, the first time that we talked about priority, and we really focused in on, you know, what, what we think of, like making it first. You know, so wake up in the morning, what is the first thing that you do? Um, but I think that the idea of our priority being what God wants us to do first. And I was reading in a different book, um, but there's a really good quote that was in there that I had been looking for and trying to find for a while. And it's actually a quote um, from someone that worked alongside Mother Teresa. Mm. And um, someone had asked her, you know, how, how does Mother Teresa, you know, what is she like in real life? What is it like to really work alongside her? And she said, Mother Teresa simply prays and obeys, daily surrendering moment by moment to Jesus. And anyone can be like her because she's like Jesus and Jesus desires for each of us to be like him. And, you know, I heard that and I thought, what is it like, what would it be like to pray and obey? And I think when we say priority, that's really what that is. It's our priority uh, isn't so much what we feel like we need to do, but it's, it's that listening to him, it's obeying, it's going to his word um, and truly being, being led and moved by where he's calling us to be. I think, Mark, you, you started it, and Jessica, you, you took it to another step, too, which is, what does it mean to make him a priority? It has nothing to do with just it being first of the day. Mm-hmm. It's, do I make him a priority when I'm sitting down to podcast with you? Mm-hmm. Do I make it a priority before I walk into a business meeting? Do I make God a priority before I sit down to do a training or stand up to do a training or whatever it is, mm-hmm. whether it's virtual, live, or whatever? Have I asked God to bless it? speak to me, God, shine through it. Like let your words come through. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when I, again, when I've, when I've done that, um, there's a difference. Mm-hmm. You can see there's a difference. You can feel the difference. So being able to, to make God a priority isn't about just the first five, 15 hour of the day, whatever mm-hmm. it is, it is about making him first period. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we're talking about, right? I'm not missing something here. I'm not oversimplifying this, am I? Nope. Nope. Even the d- word in the dictionary for priority, it says the fact or condition of being regarded or treated as more important. Whoa. No, that one, that one hits. That, that just spun that a little different. Mm-hmm. What's more important than God? Well, exactly. I do it all. I do it. I'll tell you we're straight up. Do it all the time that I could put a relationship or I could put a business training or something. I, I could make that more important. Mm-hmm. I could lift it up. Hmm. I've, I've not only in my own life, but I've seen three people now that I'm close to one on this podcast with us, Jessica and a friend of mine, Paul and a friend of mine, Al, I've seen him start to take that posture, right? That their posture changed and they're leaning into priority. And I've seen how it's radically changed their life by acknowledging God first before anything else, Mm -hmm. right? And you can see as they continue to grow, like in fact, my friend Paul, he texted me this week and said, I just hit 90, can't wait for 90 more. Hmm. He's a different man. He's, he is a different man. What God has done in his life in 90 days is beyond 
we don't even have time to record it all. Mm-hmm. Right. I actually saw his social media post about that. It was pretty powerful. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, I think for, for me and really focusing on, you know, the kingdom pace, um, it's been really interesting because, and I feel like especially priority is, is one for sure, just because it, it does kind of rewrite your day. You know, it, re, it refocuses you and what you're doing. Um, and I, I think at first there were some people in my life that didn't really understand. Um, they don't like when your priorities change. You know, people don't like that. They, and I, I think it's just because, you know, when you get to know someone, you kind of see them as as one way and you think, well, they're always going to, you know, have these in these orders. And, um, when you really focus on God being your, your main priority in everything and just how that, it kind of shuffles things around a little bit. I mean, I don't think I'm, you know, a drastically different person, but I feel like I'm much more intentional and more mindful. And I, I feel like I am just, just different with my priorities in that way. And so at first it was almost, I feel like I had to explain myself to people and be like, Hey, this is all, this is really what I'm trying to do, you know? And, um, I mean, just simple things. I mean, even things like putting my family first, you know, which I I don't know if if you would always think of that as priority to God, but, um, you know, I put a, put aside my thoughts of like, I need to please everyone. And if someone asks me to do something, I have to say yes to everything. And it's like, no, I need to say yes to what God is is telling me to do. And so, you know, focusing like, and just how that changed my priorities a little bit. And that was really hard. Um, I got used to it. And I think that it was really hard for other people where I would have somebody be like, whoa, I, I didn't expect you to say no. And I'm like, I know I, I don't normally <laughs> like, this is a big thing. Um, hmm. but now I feel like I am at a place where there is that peace with it, where it's not so much, I don't want to say I don't care what people think, but at the same time, I don't, you know, because it's just, I have like this resolve of I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And like, why would I need to explain that? Why would I need to, to try to find that for someone else if I just if I just know? So for me, that's kind of where I have been on my journey. And just, um, you know, I think God is going to continue to refine me in that even because I, I believe that all of us go through things so we can help shine a light and guide other people. So just seeing, you know, how God is going to use this to maybe have other people reflect and and prioritize their time with God and what he's calling them to as well. My main thing was I really want people to see this as not a a fluffy thing, you know, that it's, it's true life. It's tangible. It's real. Whether you are working in ministry or you are working in the business sector, you know, whatever it is, um, I just want people to, to realize that it's a part of their life. Because I think sometimes, you know, you know, when you, when you look at, I read a lot. So you look at, you know, self-help books or you look at spirituality books. And then there's a whole other section of business books. And I think of how do we integrate all of that together? You know, that, that your spirituality is just a part of who you are. And then also it embodies what you do in your business. You know, and, and I think sometimes we try to differentiate that too much. So... That was kind of my hope was just to try to bring in the real life living aspect. So, you know, I think of someone like my husband, you know, he works as a maintenance guy and um, works around 
a very eclectic group of people, you know, believers and non-believers. And, and for him to be able to go into his, his workplace is a large warehouse. Um, and be able to, to live in a way that he reflects Jesus in everything he does. Like, that's what I want for everyone to do. You know, we had our um, message at church yesterday was about surrender. And as part of it, um, our pastor had actually reached out to some of our, our high schoolers and asked them, why don't we surrender? You know, why, why don't we put God first and, and give our lives over to him? And one thing that really struck me, one of our high schoolers said, is that because we don't know, um, until you know how good it really is. And I saw that is really powerful. You know, we just get so used to, to the rat race and of, of doing the, the mundane things of life that we don't, we don't know how good it is to release that to him and to put him first. So I got, you, you jarred something. All right. So I was working with um, a group on Friday. We were doing strengths finder training. I'm going to say a name of a person here. It's a made up name. John. Okay. John was sharing something in that group. He said, and and he said something about seeing the divine at work, Hmm. noticing the divine at work. I was like, I really like that phrase. And what was happening was he was sharing in front of an entire group, uh, looking at his strengths, how God was using those strengths, those natural gifts, Mm -hmm. how they were coming out. And one of the things that he said is, because the question was, is what do you want people to know about your strengths that they may not understand? And he said, I want them to know that I see the divine at work. I'm like, that's awesome. That's so cool to hear. Yeah. Now, I'm going to take that back to saying you've got to be intentional about looking for it. As a, as a Christian, I think we can take it for granted sometimes. But at the other, on the other side of the coin, I think there are times that because you're a Christian, you are kind of looking for it. Mm-hmm. But when somebody who's not a believer sees it happen, whoa, like that's when some magic is happening right there. That's like God stuff mm-hmm. that when a, a non-believer or a seeker starts to notice the divine at work, the hand of God through a communicate, you know, a, um, a conversation or through something that happens at work, whatever it could be, that's that's really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. And that gets me pretty excited. When that starts to come to the surface, you're like, Lord, you are awesome. That is mm-hmm. some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. There's something, there's something supernatural that happens when we seek God first. There's just something that happens. There's the way he reshapes the mind, the vision, the peace. Um, the reminder he's in control reminder that he's the one that gave that person that gifting he he takes all the chaos and he brings it to order when you seek him first when he's the priority no matter what's going on there's just something that's supernatural that happens when the kingdom is the priority in our life. And as much as I want to, as much as I would love to be able to put a detailed sketch together for people that listen, how you describe supernatural, how you describe the divine, here's what I say, get you some of that. 
taste and see that he's good, right? You, I, I cannot explain. He's, he's unexplainable. He's good. But, like, I don't know. I don't know what amazes me about the difference in people. Okay, again, uh, because I spend so much time working with Strings Finder, and you start to see what makes people special, the mm-hmm. gifts that God's given them, right? <clears throat> there are certain people that are extremely analytically driven, okay? And, uh, analytical is an actual talent theme, right? So our strength, analytical, strategic, intellection, ideation, input, all of these things that help make them special, that help them be unique to bring those, that way of thinking, that way of communicating into the world because we need it. What, what amazes me about people like that, those that are Christians, hmm. right? Because, because it, it says right in there, like if you're an analytical thinker, that you need to see the data, that seeing is believing. And if you contrast that with somebody who has, say, belief as one of their top strengths, it says uh, they don't need to see it. They believe it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how does an analytical person who resorts to data that wants to understand every little ribbon of, of science and that's how their mind is structured, how is it that they, that, that Jesus can grab a hold of them and, and just into them like how does that happen that they give their life to to jesus because what you were just saying is you can't describe it he's unexplainable it's just something you have to experience and feel it it always amazes me though when somebody thinks so differently uh mm-hmm. you know in processes analytically I, I i have some of that but i'm probably a little bit more intuitive uh driven by that i'll, I'll follow a hunt a hunch or a feeling more and and so that's easier for me because Years and years ago, probably 20 years ago, I had a friend describe to me, and we were having this very real conversation. I wasn't a Christian at the time. And he said, you know that feeling that you get when, like, there's something that starts inside your stomach or somewhere inside your heart, and 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 it starts to come out, and it brings tears to your eyes when somebody is describing a beautiful moment where you see your child for the first time or whatever it is. I'm like, yeah. He's like, where does that come from? said, well, I don't know, I never really thought about it before. He said, every time that happens for, that, for me, that reminds me that God's real. He's right mm-hmm. here. And so now, like, that's stuck with me for all these years. I love that. Yeah. Like, you know, there's times when um, I was doing a training Friday, and I got choked up twice. I was sharing that with him. Mm-hmm. Because you start to see light bulbs happen. You, you, you say something in such a way that you see how it's landing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting to feel the emotion from it. Where is that? What's that all about? It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't selfless pride or I'm sorry, it wasn't selfish pride on my part. Mm-hmm. I think what that was, was just a connection mm-hmm. with, with Jesus Yeah. in that moment. James got the ticker going. Thanks, James. I, wound, I wound him up. See, I'm over here <laughs> cranking that winder on your back. When you have, you have a James and a Jessica and you have Java, the three J's <laughs> and Jesus, there's the fourth. Ooh. <laughs> Turns the brain on. Perfect. I, I alluded to Matthew six thirty three mm-hmm. earlier. I'm gonna I'm gonna read six thirty three and then thirty four. Says, so seek the kingdom above all else, and live righteously, 
and he will give you everything you need. And then verse 34 says, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. You know, it's, it, again, that what, a, what a powerful reminder that the priority is a day-by-day, it's a day-by-day practice. It's a day-by-day discipline. It's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It totally supports the idea of, of the kingdom pace as a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Every day, every day, God should be the priority. And God, in, in, in that day, when, when he is the number one priority and he is our focus, we, it, it should take away all the worries of tomorrow because we're so overwhelmed by the goodness of today. We don't have time to think about tomorrow. We don't, we don't, have, time to, we don't have time to worry about what's going to happen. Man, the, I just, I still feel like in my own life of really understanding how to be fully present for today so present today that tomorrow just seems like a natural reality in my mind Mm -hmm. because I'm so connected to God. I know that whether he gives me tomorrow or not, I could finish the day going well done. You know, we, Mm -hmm. we, I feel like most believers clamor for that toward the end of our life. You know, I can't wait to hear that. Right. Well done. Well done. Good. I faithful servant. Yeah. I want to hear that. I think I want to hear more that I would, I would want to hear God say, I marveled at your faith. Mm. You trusted me, mm-hmm. right? Through everything, you trusted me. And I think that can happen through him being the priority. See, because there's something to being focused on today that takes away the worry for tomorrow. There's something there. Mm-hmm. And people that are listening to this podcast that they may have got a diagnosis of cancer or something is not right. Business is whatever, right? There's so, there's so many bad things that are happening right now. And to hold on to the fact that God said, don't worry about it. Seek me first. Mm Mm-hmm. Live righteously, right? God will give us everything that we need. He He is our daily bread. He is our nourishment. James, Jessica, today, that piece of Jesus that you got, it will sustain you the rest of this day. Amen. Mm-hmm. And anybody listening, if you make him that priority, he's a bread that will satisfy your soul in a way that the best meal you eat can't. I don't know how to explain it. I'd, other than just say again, get you some of that, right? <laughs> but I love how the priority of seeking him makes us more present, mm-hmm. not only to his will, but to loving others. And Jessica shared a story with me. And I know I'm going to, I'm robbing a story from another podcast, but the more I thought about it, she wrote in her journal about asking God to allow someone to come into her life to be a blessing to you. And then she got a call from someone hmm. and that person asked for a favor. And 
See, Jessica, I think you made God a priority. Mm-hmm. And I really think it was the priority, not the purpose, mm-hmm. right? And she, she'll share the rest of the story, but um, the response of the person that received the blessing said it all. It was a God thing. And now that I've like wound everyone up and got them cliffhanging, <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. I give to you, Jessica. Well, I love that because as you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, how how many people I know, and I'm I'm one. I'm an active person, and so a lot of times, there's there is that definite piece of knowing like God is going to supply everything I need, um, but also knowing that a lot of times He instills in us when we listen to Him, you know, what our next steps are and how how we do that through His strength. So. Um, yeah, it's just last week I was, I was journaling and I mean, just that I just wrote in there, like, you know, just was praying that I wanted God to use me to help someone. And, um, it was like probably five minutes later, my phone starts making a weird ringing noise and I kind of ignored it cause I've been getting a lot of weird phone calls anyways. Um, uh, but my kids are like, mom, your phone is making a weird noise. And I looked at it and it was a Facebook messenger phone call, which is weird cause I don't Facebook message call anyone. And I said a name on there, um, and it was, you know, a name that I probably have. Like, it was, a, it was a, the name Sarah. Um, and, like, one of my really good friends is Sarah, but she doesn't have an H at the end of her name, and this one did. So I'm like, who knows who this is? It was such a generic name, so I just ignored it. And I got a couple of messages, messages afterwards, and um, it was from someone that... She was just asking for a favor, something really small, but she, she lives um, where I work and works where I live. And so she had dropped off her kids at school, had driven to work and realized that she forgot her daughter's snack in the front seat of her car and knew I was going back that direction. And so asked if I could drop off the snack at her daughter's school. Now, the funny thing is, is that, like I said, this isn't a person I normally talk to. She's actually my dental hygienist that I see once a year. Um, I should see more often, but I don't. So for her to, to even think of me, and that's exactly what she said. She said, I was, she said, I just felt like I was a bad mom. And she's like, you're the first person that popped in my mind. She's like, if you can't help, that's totally fine. And it was just, the, the timing was not more perfect. I was just leaving my house. Um, the dental office is right next to my kids' school. And where her daughter goes to school in their town is right next to where I was heading to have a meeting. And so I told her, like, no, I would be more than happy. Like, this is perfect. And so dropped off my kids, go to the dental office, and she comes out. And she's like, oh, you know, thank you so much and all this stuff. And I, and I, I kind of, you know, thought about it. And I told her, I said, this is going to sound really weird. But I said, I journaled this morning. And I said, I actually prayed that God would, would put someone in my path that I could help. And I said, that's you. And, um, don't, like I said, don't know her very well. She instantly started crying and gave me a hug and just said, you have no idea how much that means. Um, and actually later in the day messaged me again and she said, I just keep thinking about your comment. And she's like, that really meant a lot to me. And so I, I'll be honest, like I was one of those things where I'm like, God, why am I so surprised when, when you orchestrate things? Like we should be expecting those things, but, um, yeah. And it's really like was something so unexpected and such a simple thing, but it really made me kind of just like want to take like a big look at what are all the little things that he is orchestrating that he is setting up, um, allowing us to do that. If I didn't go to him first, if my mind was just focused on 
got to get my kids to school, got to get to my meeting, got to do this, this, this. If I wasn't really open, I would have totally missed that. And who knows, you know, what she's going to take with her in the rest of her life. I should find out soon. I should get an appointment and go back in there and I'll ask her. But, you know, it's just one of those things that we don't really know how God is working. And I think that's part of the, the beauty of it is that he's always working and, um, and we forget that. And I don't want to forget that. You know, I want to live in that place because I'll be honest, like the rest of my day, I was like, what's next, God? Like, what are you going to do now? Like, I am wide open for anything. And just like, put it on me. And um, it was just a, a really sweet place to live. I'm like, I want to be there all the time in everything that I do. That's cool. That's a great mm-hmm. story. Yeah, I got good stories once in a while. What do you mean once in a while? <laughs> well, and I think, you know... With with YFC, we're all about stories, and that is one thing I love is that everyone has a story. And um, one of my favorite things to do with with my high school girls is we we play high low buffalo, and so they give the high of the day or the, of their week, the low of their week, and then buffalo is something random because high school girls have lots of random things like to talk about, anyways. But I always love how when they share something there's always so much more behind it. You know, when I have, um, like last week, I had a girl that she got her permit to drive and how excited she was for that. But then when you really know more of her story and what she went through when she was younger and, you know, for her to even have the opportunity to be able to drive, you know, like all those things, like we have so many God moments all the time. And I think if we give, give our way, you know, and kind of move aside and let him, just really shine through that. We see so much more beauty in the world. Did you, did you catch, did you catch the story? The, the posture was humility. The priority was you first. God places on her heart. Ask me to serve someone. So she did. And he says, okay, I'm going to do it now. So there are people that might be listening to this and write that off as coincidence. Mm-hmm. Tell me why it's not a coincidence. You know, first and foremost, I think that there's just something that when you spend time with God, you can't refute that it's a coincidence. Um, you can't refute just the way that everything lines up. And and just the, it's kind of that, just that, that presence, that peace that you get from it. Um, that energy that you kind of feel that you've just filled up by. And so for me, like that's, that's a really big one. Um, but secondarily, I think that, you know, when you start looking at the world, um, and I'll be honest, I am a really big science nerd. So, you know, you start looking at, at the patterns, you know, look at how things work and everything. And, um, I, I think we, we too often put things off as a coincidence instead of really looking at what is the bigger picture here. And when you start to unravel that, there's so many things that just the way that things line up perfectly, that it, it wasn't just one thing. It was many things that lined up for it. You know, that they went back, like I said, a year, you know, even had that relationship established in the first place. So I just think all of those things and how God really works, um, it just makes me want to lean in even more. 100%. You, you know, I think there's a lot of people that... <clears throat> look for the evidence mm-hmm. like w- right now, or we, or we, it's easy to dismiss it when it's in the moment. Um, it would have been easy to dismiss that, that message mm-hmm. as, as junk phone call, you know, a spam phone call, whatever you want to call it. It would have been easy to, uh, 
say I've got too much going on. I'm in a hurry. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to do that. Um, so I think there are times when uh, we, we fail to see God in the moment. Mm-hmm. But when we look at it from after the fact, the 2020 vision, it, it's very clear that there was a bigger thing happening here. Um, uh, here's there's there's things things like don't take this for granted because uh, I've I've been in a serious car accident before, and I was replaying how did that happen? There was a series of things that had to either go right or wrong for everything mm-hmm. to line up or for to to miss the the serious car accident. Like I'm sure we've come up on accidents that have just happened. Most people can relate to that. Had you not had the the delay at home with the kid that left their gloves behind and you had to go back in and get the gloves maybe right then Mm -hmm. you would have been perfectly timed to be part of that accident or be involved in it you know what i mean and so series of stoplights series of decisions series of of just all these little things that have to line up just right Uh, it's easy to not expect god to do things Mm -hmm. but sometimes you know, if you start walking things back and you go, how complex is that? Or I think even to the point, Jessica, you were making of, you know, being interested in science. I've, I've always loved science. Mm-hmm. Like, show me that stuff. That's really cool. And the more that this science tries to discover how things work, they get closer to discovering the intelligent design behind everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Unravel this and you find this and you continue to unravel it. And it, and it just creates more mystery. Mm-hmm. It's very, very fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. And the only piece that I can, I can say with that is, is it's, it's, uh, putting God, being intentional about making mm-hmm. him first, prioritizing to see that in advance. Yeah. It's like being proactive. Yeah. I, I see it's a, although, a, although a question that for sure someone would someone would definitely think, you know, Hey, this is a coincidence. I think, I feel like, I feel like that mindset is so weak because it, you don't have to ask why you just, you, you count it all as, Oh, it's just a coincidence. So you shake it off. You don't, you don't think, you don't think about the intelligence. You don't think about sovereignty. You don't think about something planned. You just, you shake it off because, um, you don't put any thought into it. What's easy to do is easy not to do. Yeah. You just, I don't, I shake it off because I'm too busy because I'm doing me, right? Mm-hmm. Famous saying day, I'm, do you, I'm doing me. I'm doing me and I don't need to look into it because there is no God, you know, whatever. And it's, it's weak, it's weak and lazy. Mm-hmm. It, it's weak, it's weak and lazy not to figure out why. Hmm. It just is. It's so true. And make assumptions. Mm-hmm. And it, it is, and James is right, like people would think that just a lazy mindset it really is mm-hmm. um not even is it lazy but it is a selfish mindset yeah um and and that's kind of a harsh word but that's okay i'm okay with that being harsh because i've been selfish and i think that i've done something or i've you know it's it's because of me no it's, it wasn't it wasn't it was because of god i think that's good because i i think that's a big takeaway too for me is that when we're living in the kingdom pace that it's not like, well, today I'm going to focus on priority. It's they, 
they're all kind of firing at all cylinders and you might not even realize it, but that is when it just becomes part of your lifestyle. Like they all kind of fill into each other and that's because we're becoming more like Jesus and that's, that's the whole purpose. Tell y'all what I'm excited about next week. Sounds good. Like as excited I was about priority next week's prayer. And I just want y'all to know I'm wearing Velcro next week. <laughs> Hold me to this seat because I can't wait <laughs> to share what God has just been pressing into my soul about mm-hmm. prayer. Mm. I just want to start preaching right now. So we're going to harness this passion and sincerity today. But I have to tell you, I can't wait to share next week with y'all what God's been really what he's pressed into my soul about prayer and i can't wait to share it with those that are listening and i pray when they hear it it blesses the socks right off their feet cool can't hardly wait for that that's a good teaser so with that said remember live your life live your life by his pace with his peace and in his presence he loves you he's always there live by the kingdom pace. We are honored to be on this journey with you. And as we go through life at a kingdom pace, we want to encourage you to dig into the word and also check out kingdompace.com for notes and handouts.